Hey there, Patty Dominguez here with episode 77 of the Positioning to Profit podcast. Thank you for checking out the show today. And today is a special one because I'm featuring a fellow maven. Uh, she's in the Prolific Cafe community. Her name is Helen Iwata, and she is a success coach for women in Japan. And the beautiful thing about her story is she's such a great example of being nimble, really honoring your calling when you have this yearning to do something different. And instead of staying in your comfort zone, really exploring what you can do when you have that calling. Because here's the deal, having or moving to something different, it does come with, of course, uncertainty and risk and should I do it and who am I, all kinds of things that can happen. And so Helen's such a great example of leaning into it, being nimble and recognizing that on the other side of that is a huge opportunity that could definitely be fulfilling. So we're going to hear her story today about how she's crafted her new career, so to speak. She took a bit of a pivot and as a result, it's been hugely rewarding. And for that, we really honor her and promote what she's doing with the Sussega Success Cycle for women in Japan, revolutionary self-care concepts that are not part of the culture. So the other side of it is that she's really leaning into and introducing an entirely new concept, challenging the status quo. So Helen is truly a change maker, and you're going to see just how she's made that happen and hopefully bring some new new contents and philosophies that you can use for your own business. Well, thank you for being here. You're going to enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed hosting Helen. And with that, here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. All right, Helen Iwata, welcome to the Positioning to Profit podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I am so excited to be here as well. And it's so great to have an opportunity to speak to you with makeup on. Because <laughs> very often I know, right? it's really early my time and I don't, I'm just straight out of bed. <laughs> Are you kidding? You look amazing, by the way. For those of you watching this on the video, you can see how Helen looks on point all the time. Um, but I'm excited because I'm kind of wearing makeup today too. So I, I think that says a lot about, you know, the intention for how I wanted to show up. So I'm happy you're here. Thank you so much. It is so cool to have this conversation. I always think of you in such a light where you're so fun and carefree and you really are such a representative of like, there's so so much alignment with who you are is who you show up to be. And I really admire you for that, just totally as, a, as an aside. It's just something that I've really witnessed about you, which I really admire. So for those people that are listening, the millions of people all over the world, tell us, Helen, who you are and who, and tell us a little bit about what you do. I, I actually just want to stop for a moment though and go back to that carefree because can you remind me to come back to it because I have not always been carefree oh my it's, god it's kind of like it's it's been hard work to get to carefree are you kidding I showed my husband that video of you that you posted so um Helen and I are both in a group coaching program where there's roughly about a thousand people and Helen um put on her Halloween costume and was doing a very dramatic demonstration dance 
uh, to queen. So we were just watching it. I'm like, I love her so much. I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, look at her, look at how awesome she is. And he was so inspired. He's like, she's amazing. I mean, like you like literally elevate the vibe, you know? And I mean that authentically, just so cool. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's come back to that because I think there's a, there's a lot behind that. And yeah. I, I hope that that will be really helpful for listeners as well, because I know a lot of people are struggling and like, oh, I can't possibly do that. And those kind of things. Yeah. So that would be a great um, topic to go into as well. So who, and, and I'll, I'll keep this brief and feel free to ask more questions because there's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. about my background. Um, so I'm originally from the UK. I have lived and worked in Japan. Next year, it'll be 30 years. Unbelievable. Um, And I was in the corporate world for um, much of that time. And in 2013, that's when I I decided it was time for the change. And uh, the next, so I I, I said, okay, I'm leaving my, my corporate job. The next day, I set up my business. And I started off in training and translation, training and communication skills and translation. And um, those are my two biggest areas of expertise. And because I saw so much demand in the, the training and coaching side, I decided after about a year to stop the translation and just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the journey has been kind of interesting and into where I have got where I am now, because what I am now is a women's success coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've gone from being a business communications coach to a women's success coach, and this is relatively recent. Recently, um, and also a, a large, in large part, thanks to to Patty and uh, and a group of um, others who know Patty. So, the the real transition for this came last year. For this, for this kind of part of the story, um, we were at a, a mastermind event, and we were all talking about the. Um, you know, what, what had been our progress over the year. And at that point, um, I, I was talking about my corporate um, communication skills training, like presentation skills training, those things. And I was like, yeah, and this happened and this happened and this happened. And then I switched to talking about the women's success coaching, which I'd also been doing. And I'm like, and then the women's success, and it was this and this and this. And like the whole room, it was so funny watching everyone's faces because it's like jaw drop. <laughs> and they were like, wow, Helen, just look at the difference in how you talk about yeah. the women's success. And I was like, oh. And like, why are you focusing on the corporate communication side of business when clearly your passion is in the women's success and that's what, you know, is really aligned for you? And I was like, oh. And I went through like an identity crisis After that point, I just thought, because my whole identity had been kind of tied up in being the communications person, right? And um, and so that was a big shift, and that was that was actually just about a year ago um, that I then made this conscious decision. Okay, repositioning. So, yeah, um, the repositioning has been so key. And so, to, okay, so a couple of things because I could go in a lot of different places. <laughs> I think the important thing is to recognize that as entrepreneurs is the ability to be nimble. I think that is one of the most important attributes is being nimble is not, and, and you said it best in that you're comfortable doing the corporate communications. You could do it probably with your eyes closed and it's super simple. 
And then alongside that, the women's coaching, which you're developing is the thing that really lights you up that, and that's just your own internal compass telling you like you're coming at it from a very different angle. And I think that's super important. I'm saying that because sometimes people, they, they, they get so stuck on this thing. I had a conversation with someone who she was a health coach. She's like, yes, but I did my health coach certification. And I feel like I have to, I have to do this in this space because that's what I got my uh, education in. And I paid all this money. I'm like, what does it have to do with where you are now? And what if you just look at it as stepping stones to Mm -hmm. where you are now? right? It was all part of your journey. And when you let go of what you think it's supposed to look like, and then just kind of lean into the thing that brings you joy, right? Mm -hmm. It's just so much better. Yeah. I, in my, in my opinion, and I can honestly say like I, for, for a while, for a long while, because I left my job in January, 2013 as well. And I was doing a lot of corporate consulting and it gets really comfortable and the money is super easy. And it's just, you know, it's just easy. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, working with women, same deal, same deal. Mm-hmm. It brings me so much joy, so much satisfaction. And I'm just going to stay this course because guess what? It feels damn good to do so. So mm-hmm. tell us what's the transformation that you provide for your captive audience? Okay. So I, I help women to go, uh, help women to excel in their work without being exhausted. And I do this through the power of the Sasaga success cycle. So this has also been so instrumental for me in in helping me to feel okay about the communication side of things. Because I was struggling after this whole, like, this this identity crisis. Like, well, I don't want to just completely let it go. And how do I fit it in? And and I don't want to do two separate things. Um, and then it was like, you know how like things just come to you? And yeah, it's just, absolutely. You know. And so it was, it was kind of like that. So, um, you know, we, we both know the, the amazing Lisa Carpenter. So mm-hmm. she is a huge inspiration in, the, in like the self-care side of things. And mm-hmm. that's something else if we've got time. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that as well. Yeah. The self-care side of things, which to me is also really important because I have so, so struggled with, with the whole, what you call the hardaholic, like, you know, that just really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, burnout stories, like it's not just one burnout story, it's multiple burnout <laughs> stories. You know, pick your burnout story. Yeah. Um, so there's, that was a big part of it. And then. Also, it, I just around the same time, two books sort of came to me um, talking about this concept of, of women's cycles and about doing things at the times that are most suited to, your, to, to where your body cycle is. Mm-hmm. So, so like a lot of women are aware of like how there are changes around that PMS time, right? But when you really start to pay attention, there are there are more changes throughout the cycle. Mm. So, for for example, you start off in the um, if you start off in the, the the time when you're having the period, right? And this also, by the way, works even if you if you're not menstruating. So, like I have I have women who are um, you know pregnant or in menopause or for other reason not menstruating, um, and there are other ways that you can use this, but starting with the um, week of the period, that is a a time when your body really needs a lot more rest. Yes. 
right? So in the Satsuga success cycle, I talk about the four phases and the first phase is care for you. It's that week of taking more time to rest. And then when you do that, you're set up for the coming weeks a lot better. So after the period, your body is more ready for new possibilities. Makes sense. Right? right? So that, ne- that next phase, that is the create your plan phase. Mm. That's when it's a really great timing for you to be doing anything that's to do with vision or goal setting or brainstorming, all of those sort of things. And you know, as, as much as you can, focusing them in that week. Yeah. Right. And then the next phase, so phase three, and this one, when I started reading about this, it's like, wow, that just makes so much sense. So, so that the next week is really around the time of ovulation. Now, when you think about it around ovulation time, that is a time when you're naturally more magnetic, more, you know, more attractive. Oh, yep. Yep. Right. Perfect time for communication. So that is the communicate your ideas phase. So anything like if you've got a presentation coming up, if you can, if you can, you know, time them for that week in your cycle, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to just be naturally more magnetic. That makes sense. And so how, how is that working for you? Cause I know it's a popular program that you've rolled out that people are really gravitating to because you serve. And I just want to be clear for everybody who's listening to this. You're in Japan and this in Japan, I would assume is something that nobody's talking about. So you're really finding yourself in a blue ocean, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And what I found is really key about this. And it's just, it amazes me so much is that it's giving them permission to rest and for self-care. Right. So I say, you know, it's important to take care of yourself all the time. Again, you know, Lisa Carpenter always talks about, you know, taking care of yourself all the time. But the fact that in the Sasaka success cycle, we have that specific phase that is focused on care for you. It's like, oh, I'm allowed to slow down a little bit. And and the women in my group coaching program, just the, the changes that we've seen because of that, it's, it's amazing. And they're just like, they're going kind of self-care crazy now. <laughs> it's like, I did this for my self-care. There was one lady just recently, and you know, there's like, um, it's sometimes it's part work from home and part going into the office. And she was supposed to go into the office some, you know, certain days. And she said, oh, my boss um, asked me to come into the office on Friday. And I said, no, because I'd already planned my self-care. Nice. And this would never, ever have happened before that because she was much more a do what the boss says kind of person. Right. Was, that is incredible. So culturally, is this something, an idea of self-care? Is that something that is talked about or are you really introducing people to this new opportunity? Yeah, it's 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 pretty new. It's pretty new. There's it it's just really very much an overwork culture i mean like in japanese we have a word for death from overwork karoshi oh wow right it's yeah. it's like it's not unusual to to know of people who have died from overwork right and how how are you how are you delivering this are you focused on is this online program only is it one on one is it group like how do you foresee this playing out as you're finding that this is your sweet spot oh yeah I, I, yeah i love it so much um the um 
it, it started off by, and it was just like one of those kind of like ideas. And I just sort of ran with it was to start off a three month online group coaching program. Mm-hmm. And I actually started this before developing the Sasaga success cycle. I started that program with no content, mm-hmm. no zero. Um, I just, I invited 19, I, I just thought of 19 of the women that I knew. Um, and I said, I'm thinking of doing this thing. Are you interested? And 11 said, yes. Nice. Immediately. So we started that off and we just did a call every two, we had a, you know, a Facebook group. We did a, 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 an online call every two weeks and I just coached them. And from that, I was seeing what topics were coming up. And of course, it's these things like I've n- n- now incorporate into the, the Sassada success cycle is the, the, self, the need for self-care, the need yeah. to, um, you know, knowing that you have to take care of yourself if you want to excel in your work. And then those things around, you know, really um, goal setting and planning and the communication. Style. And that's why I love the, having the success cycle, because all of my communication expertise, all that, you know, presentation skills, coaching, meeting, facilitation, influencing, all that, I, I can, that, that goes into that phase. So I, I can use my expertise there. And, um, and then just all of, around getting things done on the productivity side of things. So Oh my God. I love it. And it's such a testament for how it's not like you left your corporate communications. You basically created a hybrid opportunity that really like kind of blended in um, opportunistically to the way that you have this set up. And I love, I love the fact that, and I want, I don't want to gloss over this. You, you created the content as you went with it, but you had this idea and you took inspired action instead of waiting for the situation the the <laughs> the environment to be just right you just hey i'm interested in doing this you know who would be interested in participating and i think yeah. that says a lot for taking swift action and out of that what's happened is this this program has unfolded right so now where are you headed as you're thinking about what you want to build in 2021 i'd love to know okay i want to come to that but i just want to this another thing i just want to add in because yeah I mean, for is, sure well on this topic of um of being flexible that you mentioned, you know, as entrepreneurs, yeah. you make the changes. So, and, and I had set up the, the Sassada success cycle. When I first put it together and kind of, you know, created the, the diagram and everything and the model for it, I started off with the create your plan as phase one. And then I had this like huge realization, why am I putting care for you last in the actual visual part of it? Mm-hmm. Because that sends a message to us, right? It sends a message that you do all of your stuff and then you deserve self-care. But no, it's actually self-care comes first. So That's I changed first. it around. And I, I just did a, you know, I did a, um, a podcast episode. I have, a, I have the, the Sasaga podcast. And I did a podcast episode and I just said, I was doing it all wrong. <laughs> and actually, so funny because I just looked at my podcast statistics and just from having that title... <laughs> Oh, it went up and bumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, And here's the thing. It's like you have your program and you can, I I so agree with that. So the position to profit program was happened over the summer. And we also um, in the group coaching program that we're in, they're constantly changing and evolving and tweaking and doing, and that just goes with the territory as you're learning from your clients is the participants. They're the ones that are going to tell you what makes sense, what fits, what they're looking for, what would make the experience better. So just know that this is an ever dynamic, ever evolving situation so that you can make it better so that it's meeting the needs as, um, as things are transpired. 
transpiring and it's not over perfecting. It's just meeting your right. market where they're at, which I think is a clear distinction. Oh, it's yeah. Totally, totally. different. Yeah, yeah. It is totally, totally different. different. You go with what you have at the time yes, and, and just go with it. And even like knowing that it could, it could be better. Yes. The thing is, if you're waiting for it to be better, it's going to be delayed in getting out there. So yes. Yeah, and then you can have realization and just the actual talking about it, talking about the changes and why you made the changes. I know. I love that. Interested in that. It's so true. I mean, I started out this podcast, actually, it was called Her Legacy podcast. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I'm featuring women, her legacy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? And then I just, I, I changed it. It's, it's been, you know, positioned to profit since episode 21. I was feeling like I was off on the mark. And so mm. the idea here is like, be kind to yourself through this process and just experiment. That's what makes it fun. But if you're getting yeah. all like, oh, I can't make up my mind, you get into overwhelm and confusion, like that's going to radiate and it just, it, it's going to emit over to the person on the receiving end and they're going to shut down versus the way that Helen's talking about it was like, I was all wrong. I'm going to make it even better. You know what I mean? Like you're introducing people to this thing, like we've listened and that's exactly, I got some really great feedback actually today. Um, in in Prolific Cafe about positioning to profit. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So I jotted it down and I'm going to make that one little piece of it even better. All right. We are about halfway through with this episode of the Positioning to Profit podcast. And I wanted to stop by with a share that I'm really excited about. Now, the fact that you're here means that you're probably looking for help with your marketing. I mean, let's face it. Most of the marketing tips and the buzzwords that you hear out in the marketplace center around tactics that small business owners can employ. The problem with that is that there's a whole lot of tactics out there, but not a whole lot of strategy. And that's where I come in. I help Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs position themselves for profit. It won't cost you millions of dollars like the bid brands, but it will cost you some time. And in this special book that I put together, you can find it over at positioningguide.com, positioningguide.com. I go into the essentials of positioning to profit, which is a guide that I put together for coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs struggling to stand out. So head on over to positioningguide.com and grab a copy for yourself. All right, let's get back to the show, right? And yeah. so the idea is how do you make things even better? The way you yeah. make them even better is by letting go of thinking that you're over-perfecting. And the secondary part of it is making sure that you're listening to your market or your yeah. audience because they're going to tell you everything on how to make it even better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it makes so much sense to do that. For, totally. I mean, because people are happy because they're getting what they want. And for me, I feel happy because I'm giving them what they want and need. And that helps them to make more changes and, you know, to, to impact more people as well. Well, I was so. even going to say, and they feel good because part of them is like, oh, they changed that because, you know, that was my idea. They feel that they're a part of a bigger mission. I mean, I love how you said that there's been people in your program that have signed up two, three cycles or through two or three six. times over and over, six yeah. times yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, that says <laughs> that's such a testament for the quality of the program and they, they, they're loving what they're seeing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So wait, I do want to take a little bit of a detour. We, okay. before we hit the record button, we said, oh my God, this conversation could literally be three hours long. Um, yeah. And since you and I have both been in the game at really the same amount of time, what are, are some maybe landmines that you would suggest that people avoid? 
Because there's so many, right? There's so many on this journey. Um, Landmines, I would say, it's putting pressure on yourself. Mm. Is yeah. I think it's such a big one. Um, and yeah, for, for a lot of the time in my in my corporate career, of course, and in, I say, of course, of course, of course, in my, of course you put pressure on yourself in your corporate career. Um, and then in my early entrepreneurial career, just putting so much pressure on. So then, and that, and that actually, this is great, because this ties back to what I was saying earlier on about the carefree thing. Because mm-hmm. you say you see me as carefree now. Yeah. And that is because I've just let go of that pressure on myself, because I was so much a put pressure on myself kind of person in the past. And then letting that go has is, is kind of like it's enabled the the real me to to come through and the fun to come, like just having fun. Yeah, is, the playful spirit. Oh my goodness. So yesterday I had um, two corporate workshops back to back in person. It was like, it's so amazing to actually be in person with people these days. I love that. I miss it. I know. It was so exciting. And um, this is actually a follow-up on on one I'd done a couple of weeks ago. And after that first one, and it was with a new client, new corporate client, and one of the um, organizers um, said to me afterwards, she's like, wow, that's the first time I've seen anyone smile in a training. (laughs) You think me? (laughs) <laughs> so there's like there's a lot of this impression that any kind of like training and coaching and yeah like very serious and, and it's gonna be a drag fun. like oh yeah yeah whereas it's you know it's not it's, it's you know there's a lot of laughter mm. <laughs> that's good that's important it's like yeah be fun and be I think the most important part of it is that you're true to your brand. In other words, every brand, and I talk a little bit about this, every brand has a brand personality. And instead of thinking that you have to be corporate robot woman, um, you're infusing it with your own personality, which makes you stand out. Uh, And so that's such an easy thing to do is, are you really honoring your brand? Are you being quirky or silly or whatever it is that's on brand for you? Right. Mm-hmm. If that's not you, then obviously don't do it. And so that's going to resonate with the people that it's meant to resonate with. And I think that's such a powerful way to connect at a greater level, for sure. And what I would add to that is yeah. that it's bringing that in and being brilliant at what you do. Of course. Right. Yes. Right. So that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm, and it's like, I think it's so funny that I can say this now because years ago I would never have been able to say this. I am absolutely brilliant at what I do. I, and, yes, I know you that, are. Right? Yes. And I can say that without any kind of weird feeling, whereas years ago I would, I would be like, oh, I can't possibly say something like that. Right. When you own that, when you know that and people recognize it, then you can, you know, it, it's so much easier to bring in the, 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 the fun side of things as well. So, you know, um, I, when you're talking about like landmines and things, um, that not putting pressure on yourself and making sure that you really, really hone your craft. You know, that's what a lot of people say, hone your craft. Like really make sure that your area of expertise and getting very clear on your area of expertise and just being brilliant at it. I love it. And I think that's so true. Actually, I just did my uh, podcast that I launched this week. And it was talking about being an expert and then being a leader. And then being an expert, because I mean, let's face it, sometimes or it's so easy for people to call themselves an expert, 
right? Mm-hmm. They'll like have a podcast, like I'm an expert. And you're like, really, dude, you are an expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. there's questionable. And so for me in integrity, just like you, you're like, listen, I've been in this game. I know I'm yeah. an expert and just claiming it and stop apologizing <laughs> and just own it for F's sake. You know what I mean? And then yeah. the other layer of it is just leading. And so that's what you're doing with your women's group, which is so important because yeah. I really feel like you're in this beautiful um, crossroads of you're, you're carving your own trail in a way, because we've talked about, you know, personally how in Japan, this type of coaching isn't really a thing or it's, it's coming up as a thing. So yeah. you can be an early pioneer in this and what a phenomenal opportunity to lead and grow a community. So I'm yeah. super excited for what's coming for you in 21. All right. That's great. You totally segued into the other piece that we had hanging, which was the question when you asked me what's, what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so t- tell me more of how you're going to structure this. How are you envisioning it? Okay. So the, so let me let me just say a little bit of why because I want to I want to explain this in case or in the in the hope that this is inspirational uh, or helpful for for um, your listeners as well is that what I started to realize was the um, the VIP program the Sasago uh, VIP Women's Coaching Program the three month program in a sense the the hurdle is quite high for women to to go in there what I mean by that is that it's they're not used to investing in themselves in that sort of way. Mm. And also the program itself is in English. And so a lot of them, even though their English is really good, they tell themselves it's not good enough. Mm. So those two barriers of, you know, reluctance to invest so much money in themselves Mm. and, um, and to use English that has held a lot of women back. Now, the women who, who have got over that, that, that those barriers, they're, they're like, yeah, and, you know, they're making great progress and everything. I wanted to support and I want to support more women. So to be able to do that, I thought, okay, let's, let's change the approach a little bit. So from January, we're opening the Sasaga Cafe. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so this is going to be a more easy entry because it will be kind of memberships um, format. So it's, it's rather than the, um, the investment for a three-month program, it's, it's the monthly investment. Mm-hmm. And also, okay, and this is a step out of my comfort zone, is it's going to be in Japanese. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And so okay. it's, it's really kind of that starting point. So, okay, so the important thing to recognize is that you understand the frustrations, pain points, challenges of your ideal client, right? In these spaces and recognizing that their English and their perception of what they think is, you know, good enough English, and then also the Mm -hmm. investment price point. So meeting them in this membership is, is doing, it's, you're literally taking care of those pain points in that way. So then ultimately for them to migrate into your next level. Yes. Yeah. So smart, right? Yeah. And then what I'm also going to do, and because I have the feedback as well from um, some of the, the participants who, as I said, have gone through six rounds of my three month program, yeah. they're, they're kind of, they're kind of ready for a little bit of a sort of a break or something different. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah this is going to be great for them as well. So I like this year, this last yeah, this, this year I've run for like every quarter I've, I've run the three month coaching program, which is a lot, you know, cause it's like, 
you, you finish one and you're immediately into the next. It's a lot yeah. for me and it's for the participants. So in 2021, we'll just run the VIP program twice. Perfect. Perfect. So, so focus on like, you know, giving the love to the Sasaga Cafe. And then for those who are ready to go to that next level, they can then join in, in April when we open up the VIP program again. That's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. So they'll, they'll graduate into that. I mean, that's kind of how I see mine as well. It's like, I almost say like, okay, I have prolific cafe. And then after somebody is making a specific amount of income sustainably, then they can go into the next thing. So yeah, the point here is, is always anticipating the what's next, yeah. right? Like anticipate the what's next and then you'll make it so seamless uh, yeah. to do that, which is really smart. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I want to give a bit of credit to you as well, Patty, because you've really helped me in terms of that whole sort of strategy of the thinking what's next as well. Um, Cause I, I, I'm very much a, um, Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Kind of, <laughs> kind of person. Um, and that having the, the strategy piece, you know, really, really thinking that through um, is, is so important. And now I, you know, I've never gone into a year, like I'm going to be going into 2021. I've never gone into a year really being very clear about how the whole thing's going to look. I'm so, so excited for you. And I, I honestly think like, I don't know, do you have um, just, you know, pie in the sky, what would be a number of members um, in the, in the Sussega cafe that would be really like, holy crap, this is incredible. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking at thousands. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm like, it's literally revolutionary, especially because competitively speaking, you've done some early market research, which is yeah. one of the things I, I talk about and just really recognizing how there's such a need and you're filling a very specific need in a very unique and different way, which yeah. is really exciting and compelling. So yeah. I'm not even kidding. You can, this is going to be huge. I really, really think so. Mm. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. All right. Okay. So let's um, transition. So uh, just an like totally outlier question, but I'm always so curious person, place, or a thing. What is something that inspire is inspiring you greatly right now? Oh, crikey. Um, person, place, or thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it just sounds so corny, but you, Patty? No, no stop. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I, no, I do. I think this is worth sharing, to be honest. Because, um, I, uh, the, I think many people have heard this, you know, you are the average of the five people that you spend most time with. And it's, yeah. it occurred to me a little while ago. And <laughs> I was like, even though I don't see Patty in person, I see so much Patty or I, I'm exposed to so much Patty, like listening to the, to, to the uh, podcast or watching videos of, of you know, Patty coaching. And then I feel, I think Patty is in my top five. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That was not a setup, by the way. We, I genuinely didn't know she would say that y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so true. Um, I don't know, because uh, I'm also sort of struggling to think of a, a one other thing. I mean, I just get, um, and like, I see inspiration everywhere, so. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that like one of the things that I really want to honor is the fact that we've migrated, both of us, like I love helping women in business. Like I feel mm. that we've had our corporate careers 
And I had a great run and I know you've had a great run and really prestigious career. There's other women in our group have had prestigious careers. And it's almost like the second half of our lives is Mm -hmm. really all about serving and about really working on in heart centered ways in a way that is so impactful. And that's what inspires me. And I see it all the time by the way that you've pivoted um, in your business. And so what I like about what you're doing is that it's blending your, the things that you're genius at and you're putting it in such a way where it's meeting the needs of people where they're at in, and they're not even ready for what's coming. So I'm mm-hmm. so excited for you. Mm-hmm. Really excited just to go through that again, because I know I see it very clearly. You're in a blue ocean, Helen. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's huge. <laughs> Swimming just keeps swimming. <laughs> I know, just keep swimming. We're gonna have right. We're gonna be celebrating. So okay. So tell everybody how they can find out more about what you do for the Japanese women that are looking for something like what you have to offer. Okay. So um, for you know what I've been talking about today, I have the Sasaga podcast. So for any of your listeners who are curious to know more, whether or not you're Japanese, whether or not you're, I mean, I have these secret male listeners as well. You know, they sometimes, oh, I, I, I also had a, um, a few times I've had like a column in a, a Japanese online publication and it was for women. And um, I would have guys come up to me like, actually, I read your column. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, so funny. That's so funny. So, yeah. As long, if it's helpful for people, I am happy. So the Sasaga podcast, so that's, you know, mm. it's on, in all the places, um, iTunes and, and so, so Sasaga is S-A-S-U-G-A, Sasaga podcast. Mm. Um, or probably I think for, for your listeners, Instagram might be an easy one as well, um, and at Helen Iwata. So very easy to find that. Um, Perfect. So, please contact me and tell me what, what you know, what, what was inspirational for you. I am always, you know, I love, love hearing from, from individuals who, you know, they, they say, oh, I listen to this or, or whatever. I, I know, uh, me too. There was a, um, a lady the other day and she, she, she messaged me about something and I'd responded and then I didn't hear back from her for a while. And then suddenly she, she wrote and she's like, so I'm really sorry that I didn't respond sooner, but I feel like we chat every day because I'm always listening to your podcast. <laughs> There you go. That's how you know you had an impact. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It is so fun to to get those things where I, oh, I heard that podcast or that I was, yeah, I was at a conference one time and somebody had said, wait a minute, do you have, you know, so-and-so podcast is my old podcast. I'm like, oh my God, you listen. And it's such a compliment. They're like, oh yeah, I listen every single week. I'm like, that's the coolest part about publishing and just recognizing how how lucky we are in this day and age to have these platforms in order to spread the word. Like you just never know who you're going to impact, which I think is so amazing. You know, so <laughs> it, just, it just reminded me, I was at an event in Singapore, mm. an event in Singapore and this Japanese woman came up to me and she's like, excuse me, I have any water. <laughs> <laughs> like a celebrity. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. <laughs> and she just, you know, she happened to just sort of see something of mine. Yeah. It's the best. I have a friend of mine who's like that. She's a, a an expert in Crohn's colitis and IBS. I mean, hello, right? Crohn's. Yeah. And then we were at a conference and somebody's like, oh my God, are you Dr. Christine? Can I take a picture with you? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> 
<laughs> you just never know. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Helen, dear Helen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And just for everybody, um, Helen's links are going to be in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And thank you for being um, on the Position to Profit podcast. It's such an honor to have you and we can't wait. And I almost want to please come back and tell oh, us how it's going as you're growing your massive following. So I'd love to host you back. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them. And use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can <laughs> search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.